Aber na. Who thought counting could be cool? Here we go. Join Andrew Wolf and Brad Domain. Our mission make accounting fun. Follow us as we chat with amazing guests every Friday. Are you ready? Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> Happy Friday, guys. Uh, we're back. It's it's a podcast takeover. Uh, we got the voice from the Cloud Accounting Podcast with us tonight. We're super Woo. thrilled to have uh, Blake and David join us um, to learn from the masters and have another great chat with some amazing accounting pros. How's life treating you, boys? I cannot complain. David is building an addition to his house. So I think he has lots to complain about. I am not. A little divorce dust going on over there, David. A little bit. I, I did get out though. I went to California and Blake and I had dinner two nights ago. We did out. Well, you guys are both in California. To, yeah, they, I'm back in Arizona again, obviously. Okay. Yeah, obviously. But as Blake said, you, you go to California for the cool weather. I just love that. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah was- in the summer too. <laughs> Yeah, we have but you, but you know we had Arizona type temperatures up here a few weeks ago. We we got hit by that heat dome thing. We didn't quite get it like Portland did, but it got pretty hot. I don't yeah, know how you guys do that. Vancouver was hotter than Phoenix and that's a little weird in June. Well, well did you hear about Lytton, which is a little town in the middle of nowhere in British Columbia? It had the highest temperature ever recorded in Canada by 10 degrees. It set a record. And it had like three days of these crazy 50 degree Celsius temperatures. I think it's over 120. And then uh, it, it caught on fire and the whole town burnt to the ground. Like talk about bad Jeez. luck. Yeah, it's just a few people died and the town was burnt to the, to the ground apparently. It just, it was like something out of a horror movie. Yeah, this global warming is a real thing. And, and in fact, I think there was something like I, I saw one of my friends, Jim Harris, who, who's a, you know, a climatologist, who was on a few weeks ago, was saying there was 846 people who had heat-related deaths out in BC through this heat wave. And yet we still don't consider it a crisis. You know, 100 people died from COVID and we recognize the importance of you know, locking down and shutting people indoors. We have 846 die from climate-related issues and the government still goes oh no you know it's we're, we're good we don't you know you know carbon tax is not a good thing we, we we shouldn't be pushing that through we don't need to change the environment at all well oregon i think had similar and washington state had a whole bunch of people so that's just crazy that was just bizarre apparently there's going to be another one rolling in so yeah let's let's enjoy um life while we can because i think we're about to melt up <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it's just bizarre like the temperatures were just, but you know, people will argue, and I'm not a denier by any stretch that, you know, the, the, the earth has been doing weird stuff like this forever. And, you know, maybe, maybe we are creating it. Maybe we're not, but man, I don't like those temps. I don't know how you guys handle it. I love Arizona in the springtime. <laughs> so what I love about Arizona is that we're already living in the apocalypse. So we've figured it out. We know exactly how to keep the power on. In the summer, There's this thing called air conditioning. Yeah, yeah. We, a we, lot of people have. When when we moved to That's Scottsdale, cool. we uh, we asked our neighbors like, so what do you do? You know, when the power goes out, and they're like, what are you talking about? We haven't had an outage in ever since we've lived here. And, so you're not yeah. in Texas. No, no. Well, and in the problem, I'm in LA right now, and the problem in LA is that it gets hotter every summer. The grid can't handle everybody having their AC pumping all the yeah. time and so there's outages like all the time and it can be days and that's what happened to us when we lived here we had like a three-day period where we had no ac in the house and it was over 100 fahrenheit every day and we had to just go stay with my in-laws because you can't live like that no you really can't so, yeah literally <laughs> no you can't yeah all the food went bad uh my wife tried to file a claim with the Los Angeles Department of Water and Power. That was pretty funny. They rejected that. 
<laughs> surprise, surprise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what she so, do? Tell me about the the total of all the groceries and. Oh yeah, know, she sent him a bill. <laughs> yeah, she sent him a bill. I appreciated that, you know, attention to detail. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, Arizona's figured it out, right? We know how to cool off in the heat. So, and the thing you got to realize is that once it gets above like 110 degrees, uh, it doesn't really change how you feel about it. It's it's all the same after that. So we're, we've hit the ceiling. <laughs> it, it really doesn't matter beyond that point. No, it does not. Yeah. yeah. Andrew, I got to say, uh, I like your, your, you look like you're about ready to do a DJ set for, for Reddit, you know, like, I think you could go live on Reddit with that backdrop. Minus, minus the really lovely plines in the background. No, that's what really makes it work. I love it. <laughs> yes, it, t- it took hours and hours to choose this background, aka I really was sick of dealing with the bugs down at my cottage at the boathouse. So I, I, I did it <laughs> from the boathouse last week. Um, and, and for other years, it, it didn't seem so bad, but there was something going on this year. I turned on the lights and they just swarmed. You could see, I was like batting them away from my face. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not doing it outdoors anymore. So this is what you get. My stepmother's beautiful choice in drapery. <laughs> uh, and I'm in the, in the cottage now enjoying some air conditioning. Uh, although I'm sweating because I had to rush back from our family walk and I lost track. I'm like, oh my God, it's FNL. We got to get back. I got the amazing Blake and David with us today. who are going to teach me how to actually run a successful podcast. And speaking of, it's good to have David back because we lost him for a few days there. Um, I was really pleased to see he was back today. Yeah, yeah I, I, must back, David. I must didn't make yeah. it. Yeah, it would, it would have been odd, but we already had a backup plan. Um, it was basically going to be to ridicule you and Blake was going to take all the credit for the successes and... Uh, and he was, we were going to pin everything on you. So now it's just back to, to the status quo. Yeah. I so you got, you got, has, yeah. you know, speaking of the podcast, there's somebody um, in, in the, in the feed, I f- lost her name, but she says she loves your podcast. She learns something new every day. Thank you. So, yeah, you and, and I, I love it too. I mean, I, half the time you guys are talking about stuff that is just not relevant to me in Canada. Um, you know, different programs and things like that, but it's just the way, but they, it's the banter. It's the discussion between you guys that make these topics that can be a bit dry and a bit uninteresting to the average person and, and actually make it kind of interesting is the way you guys break it down. So, and obviously um, I've, I noticed the ads, you got some higher quality sponsors and everything. Things are picking up. It sounds like. And what kind of what really kind of viewership are you guys up to now? I mean, you guys must be doing really well. I mean, yeah, no. I know. hundred an episode. I mean, it's ear it's ear balls, right? Not eyeballs. Ear balls, but not eyeballs. Yeah. It's about that. Um, I mean, it's enough to be number one. Yeah, without a doubt, you guys are by far number one, and you guys really do keep it really engaging and and informative in a way that's. I, I just like the way that you guys bring in, you know, the up to date information on what's going on, what's relevant in the industry. You're bringing in relevant guests. You're talking about interesting and insightful things, um, and it's really easy for an accounting podcast to not be interesting. Oh, um, exactly. It's and, the only know, one I listen to anymore because I I've tried to listen to a lot of, and honestly sometimes it's just time related because i know david you've got um a podcasting kind of a side project going on there with some other big stars in our community and now it's kind of like where do i find the time to 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 listen to them all but yeah you guys kind of set the stage for uh, an accounting podcast that's actually worth listening to and i know other people have made that comment that's going to be our new tagline brad that's actually worth listening to yeah Uh, i just want to point out one more number that i'm very proud of which is that we are we i think we actually have passed the five hundred thousand download mark yeah. wow so half, half a million downloads it only took us 230 something episodes to get there so to everyone well, else I remember, doing I remember a podcast you saying, yeah i remember you saying once that you got to be you, the first i forget what the number was you used it was like 50 or 100 episodes where you really got nobody there and then eventually you get that traction and then it just takes off and then you get that steady, the, the steadiness with the growth so that you guys are long past that. That's, that's amazing. Cause that's the one thing I hear about people that are trying to start a podcast is 
gaining traction, even though you might have a great topic and lots of engaging conversations, people don't know who the hell you are. They're not going to listen to you. So you're basically just sitting in a room talking to yourself. Is that, is that what happens? Well, that's where it's, uh, it's work, right? That's why so many podcasts fail. It's a lot of work to, you know, your eight, 10, 12 episodes in to have six downloads an episode because it's you testing on three phones and your mom's downloading (laughs) and that's it. It's very, very hard. You're your entire audience and your grandmother and your wife and yeah. But we didn't really see a traction to like episode 40. Like, and, and it went from like my, even my wife was like, why do you just go in the closet and play, like I was playing a game with Blake, right? Like that's what she called it. You're just screwing around with Blake recording this stupid thing nobody listens to. And I'm like, it will, but just keep going, keep going, keep going. And you know, now it passes the wife test, right? But it didn't at first. She just thought we were like goofing around. Yeah, it's because I was out. like, we well, got to record every week. <laughs> She's like, are you just going to have beers with Brad again? I'm like, well, maybe, but <laughs> I, I swear there's someone who listens to it. We're getting at least two people listening, I, I promise. Um, but it's, it's definitely, it can be um, demotivating when you first start out and you're putting in the time and energy and you're not getting the, the viewership, but it doesn't mean it's time to give up, right? I, what do you think are the metrics that people should be looking at when they're starting out and they, they don't have the earballs yet? I mean, I, I think the biggest metric for me is when people tell you that they listen or they like the show and you don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. Like it's always easy when like somebody, you know, when you two say, oh, I love the podcast. Okay, big deal. Like I would say we're friends, like who cares, right? Yeah. But when somebody I don't know comes up at a conference and says, oh, I had to have knee surgery and I went to rehab every day for three hours. And I listened to every one of your episodes the whole time I was doing rehab. Like that's, those are the victories you take because no numbers are ever going to replace that feedback. But that's yeah. always the best when people that I don't know and they don't know me actually like the podcast. I think that's, that's the, that's the, it's not even a metric, right? But that's the feedback I always like to hear. And, and, it's the and, and it keeps that, going. that keeps it going. And I'm, I think that's where we're sort of at that level a little bit, you know, we're nowhere near 500,000 downloads, but you know, we've, we've got, we're in, we're in probably the tens of thousands of, of listens at least. Um, and you're absolutely right. It's when we get those people um, who we don't know from the community, from the conferences, who actually are like commenting or listening or occasionally coming in in the after show and talking to us. And that is really like the most rewarding feeling in the world where you're like, wow, actually someone wants to listen to what we have to say. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. That um, is the fun part is where we get to meet new people because of it. And that's yeah. been the most fun or, you know, people come up. And I remember when you guys were, were first starting I didn't even know about your podcast and David, you were running around throwing, throwing stickers everywhere. You know, everyone had a cloud accounting podcast sticker and no sooner had I put one on my water bottle and I was pretty stoked to have one. And you're like, no, no, that's the old one. You need a new one. So, I mean, it was great the way you got that brand awareness out there by just, cause you know, the people love swag and they love stickers. They love laptop stickers. And David, you are a natural born marketer. I mean, even like the way you used to walk around the conferences in your gold lemay jacket and you know, you were, you were born to market. The green and jacket. And to, and to draw attention. But how should people go about trying to market and promote a, a podcast? Is it stickers? Is it jumping up and down at a conference? Is it... <laughs> That I don't think we've completely nailed. Like right. we, we've been in, you know, apps have dropped us in their newsletters. You know, QuickBooks has tweeted about episodes. Zero retweeted an episode. Um, we've had, uh, we've done paid ads for a year on Facebook. Not really sure that did anything. Like, like the, actually, the best thing that works is I take t-shirts to a conference. And if you take out your phone and you subscribe, I'll give you a t-shirt. And that's probably hey, wait a minute. I had to pay for my t-shirt. I'll have you know. So that's one of the custom ones, the limited edition ones, right? <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay. Besides, it's I need a I need a new one anyways. I'll have to go to back to the store. But, but no, I don't know. it's just like everything else. You just have to keep working at it. I don't, you always think it's gonna be the next thing, like, oh, if we just get our podcast on that. Or if we're on Friday Night Lights, man, we are gonna hit, we are gonna take off. well here's a good comment this is from jessica fox she calls herself bandora fox but i know it's jessica because i talked to her this afternoon she said i listened to an episode while in the hospital after surgery don't quiz me 
on it as the morphine was flowing. <laughs> it was a good, it was good company as I wasn't allowed visitors due to COVID. So, Hey, and, and Jessica is a regular in the community. She hangs out with uh, Tanya Hiltz on Fridays and she just agreed to be a guest on the future FNL. So there you go. You've touched somebody that you weren't aware that you've touched, but she was really high at the time, but she loved every second. Of <laughs> that might be the best way to listen. Yeah. yeah. Do morphine and, and listen to the show. So there you go. Is there is there a particular download channel that people seem to choose more often than others, like Apple versus Spotify versus Apple by far. Apple by yeah. far. Right? I mean, Apple devices. I don't know. I, I it can't just be our show. I think they're like 80, 90 percent of downloads are on Apple Podcasts. All the other podcast players are nothing in comparison. Right. So if you're going to be That's on, where I listen. Yeah. But it's, I mean, I guess in these days, it's so easy to be on all the different platforms and just have it um, replicated on all the platforms very quickly and very easily. I think one of the things we actually, I don't think we're even, um, we're not syndicating on the on the podcast platforms anymore. We're just strictly. Well, that's, that's my fault, Andrew. I, I keep meaning to, we got to do something about that. We'll play catch up. Yeah. The good news is we have all the episodes that are recorded. They're in the cans, as they say, right? So yes. we, we can bring them back out there. Um, and I think there's something to be said about like the the live format that we do. I've always liked because what we, we like to do, as you guys know, is sort of bring some people in after the show and just sort of, you know, we have the, the live where we're recording, but then we also have the after show uh, where we basically get all the gossip and the dirt and we bring in all the, uh, our friends. You turn off the recording. It's the real show. The recording. Exactly. The real show happens oh. after, uh, after, if we, if we can keep, if David's still not starving, if he's had his sardines and can stick around. For oh, extra. I just, extra. just got an update from Jessica. She says, I'm not high every time I listen. She said, I actually got mad that I stopped getting email notifications for new episodes. So I set up a zap to email me when a new episode is added to the RSS feed. Hashtag nerd. Yeah, I love that. Heading up, heading. Yeah, and that's my and that's my fault. So I can, I couldn't figure out how to automate that. So I was doing it manually, well, and then I every Jessica's now and then Jessica's going to show you when she's live. We're going to do the nerd episode just for you guys. Yeah. So that's that's like that's what happened with us with posting it. Is sometimes you get a little bit behind on some of the hard work that goes into these podcasts, right? Um, that's right. And, for us, I mean, I, do you guys still enjoy it as much as we do? Like for us, I love these conversations and being able to connect with new people every Friday night or sometimes guys who've been on like you guys who we know and just reconnect and be like, hey, I haven't seen you guys in like freaking two years. How have you been? I mean, do you guys still enjoy it as much as as I do? do oh, I, first break? I, I look <laughs> I look forward to it every Saturday morning. It's, you know, it's how I kick off my weekend with David talking about what happened uh, the past week. Do you guys record multiple episodes in one sitting? Cause at 252, has it really been 252 weeks already? We had so, a couple conference episodes in there. Yeah, I, I remember that one. You guys two dozen of those that week, yeah. Yeah, but uh, it's been, I mean, how many years has it been, David? I was still I, into it when we started. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so we did at least 30 episodes when I was still into it before I left. Um, but going back to like the, is it fun? It's, it's really crossed some line where it is work now, right? Like, just like you guys said, oh, we have episodes in the hopper. We have to get this out every week. Mm -hmm. Like there is some level of an obligation now to our listeners, even to our sponsors. Like we can't skip, right? So we record every week, you know, we kind of divide and conquer things. I kind of handle the ads, Black, uh, Blake handles the editing, right? We kind of, I do the artwork and he, we publish it, we get it out, but it, it's work every week. And yeah. sometimes you, like, getting it recorded, it'd be easy to skip and it's a little bit of a drag. And, you know, there's mornings we get on there and like either one of us aren't feeling it. And then once we, once we start recording, we just get into a groove and it's very enjoyable and it's, it's a great part of the week. But sometimes, yeah, admittedly, like it's Saturday morning, you're like, oh. Could you record the podcast? And then once once you record, everything's cool. Really it's like exercise, going. Andrew. Yeah. Right? You know, it's like, oh, I don't want to go out. And then, you know, as you guys know, Andrew and I are, are both sort of on this journey together. Um, and yeah, that's what he was out doing was was getting his closing his rings, probably. 
Um, but some days you're like, I just don't want to do this. And then once you get going and, and you get into the groove and the adrenaline flows a bit, then it's, then it's like, yeah, that's why I do this. Right. And it sounds yeah. like I, I never realized that's, it's like a momentum thing. Once you get going, it's like, Hey, let's do this. Cause I mean, it, you guys are a natural team. I mean, you really are when you, it's just the banter between you, it just flows. And I'm often out there on my walks. That's when I listen to you guys. And it's, it's, it's enjoyable. It, it's those, those nights when you just don't want to go out. I go out in the winter. I go out every day. It doesn't matter what the weather is. And I need something that's going to keep me motivated. And yeah, yeah you guys have, have the ability. Because the fun part is I know both of you personally. I've been interviewed by you guys before. So when I'm listening to you guys talking, I feel like I'm with friends. And that's the comforting part. It's kind of like, you know, it's the familiarity. Um, being with somebody that uh, that you know, especially in this day and age where we don't see each other in person like we're like we're used to. I, I guess the other thing, the other just to to pat you guys on the back again is what I think you guys do really well is you're very intellectual, very intelligent, very smart without being condescending or talking down to people. And I think that that's uh, like a really important aspect of, of the podcast is, is it's very, is very informative, very smart, but it's never, you, it never feels like it's ever condescending or, you know, um, anything like that. And it, it always feels engaging and really, um, like Brad says, great banter, great communication, very informative, very knowledgeable, and helps me feel like when I walk away from it, I've learned something new. Right. And, and, you know, whether it's, you know, some deep dive on a specific issue or just the latest, you know, what's going on in the news this week. Right. I mean, a lot of the, uh, the smoothness, if you want to call it that between us, that's a lot of magic from Blake's editing. I have to edit out things I say when I can't pronounce something or I just yeah. get tongue tied or the, the, the biggest edits are math. We'll do math and Blake has to cut it out of the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you guys sound so smart. <laughs> you actually have time to go back and re-record -re the math. We don't re-record it. Blake just cuts it. He's like, I had to cut that whole section out because we're idiots. <laughs> yeah, the, the, it's just like with writing, you know, you write twice as much, cut half of it out. I mean, we don't cut that much of the show, but at least five, right. 10 minutes I cut. It's just the, just the dead time. Yeah, we're, we're live, so we have no choice but to have no get choice. it right the first time. And and it's you know, it seems to work. Um, sometimes it, it does. We've had some technical issues. We had Matt Canis from Practice Ignition on. Oh, yeah. And we oh, so hmm. wanted to have Matt on. Matt's the best, and and it did, we just couldn't go live. We we couldn't do it, and we, we haven't rescheduled yet. Well, but, Facebook uh, do these things where they change how you post live every once in a while um and uh or whether it's zoom or facebook so it was a couple of weeks ago we had the same issue where they changed the entire way that we post live from zoom and i was like oh no this may not work hold on guys and uh we seem to muddle through but i think what we get the benefit of by being live is people forgive us for our weaknesses which is really important in, in, yeah. for me because I, there would be a ton of editing if I expected my podcast to be perfect and my math to be right in every episode. I just beg for everyone's forgiveness and their acknowledgement that they know I'm far from perfect. <laughs> but yeah, so I, the editing is obviously pretty tight because it doesn't really sound like there's a lot of editing going on. You know what I mean? Like you can watch a video uh, cast or something and you can tell the editing was done. Um, I, I did, there's an app up here in Canada called Fun Through, and I did an advertising sort of video for them. And basically I just sat in this room for hours while um, they didn't even have a producer or director. There's the actual videographer was asking me questions and I was just kind of answering the same question over and over again. And of course it never comes out the same way twice. And they were just doing this for the longest time and changing the camera angles. And then they said, okay, thanks. And then I didn't even, they didn't even tell me they were releasing the ad. I had all these people I didn't even know or hardly knew or people that didn't know what I do for a living saying, oh, you're, you, you popped up the other day on this, on this ad on Amazon or something. I'm like, what? Like, what are you talking about? What ad? Cause I didn't even know it was live. And then I finally found it and it was of course very slick, but I was like, 
wow, I don't remember saying any of that, you know, bits and pieces of it, but they had slotted it together and it kind of felt edited. You know what I mean? Even though it went really well, but when you guys do it, it doesn't seem like it's really been that edited. It seems like you're having a conversation and you have breaks for commercials. So there's a lot more to it then, obviously. Way to go, Blake. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and then in Blake's coaching, I think over time, and this is maybe just a tip for anybody that's doing podcasting. If, if, if I do mess up, I'll pause, take a breath and then start again. And then it's very easy for Blake to fix it and cut it out versus making it a hard, because then, then it doesn't sound like it's a cut. Right. right. It's that pause that gives him the time to go back and, and I'll go, okay, he's pausing. That means I need to take that part out and cut back to here. Yeah, versus trying to splice, because if you tr if you just go at your normal speed, he's got to try to splice it in between two words and then it's going to sound like a cut. Yeah. So a break is actually, it's best that you're saying it's best that you screw up and kind of play around with it and then just cut that whole chunk out instead of this tiny little spot. You know what I'm curious about is I'd love to know because, you know, Blake, you do the editing, um, which is such an important part. But like David, if, if I'm not mistaken, you do a lot of the sales and the finding the app partners and, and the sponsors. Is that is that true? Yeah, we divide and conquer that. Yeah. So. so I'd love to hear the story of how you got your very first sponsor for the podcast uh, and who it was. Um, very if you first were one, I think officially it was Veeam. And how did Veeam sponsor? I, I think early on, we were still going to conferences. Mm -hmm. I was just going booth to booth begging <laughs> early on. Please, guys. Yeah, and uh, Veeam took a chance. And then, and, and I priced the very first sponsorship for fairly low mm -hmm. um, just to, and just kept it to one app because it's, it's logistically, it's hard. It's hard to have right. guests. It's hard to have multiple sponsors. There's just a lot of, tracking keeping track of things so when you're kind of starting out just having one kind of exclusively for the first couple of episodes is probably a better way to go but yeah we right. had one sponsor then we started having like three sponsors an episode and i think that i don't necessarily know if we'd want more than that it starts to right. get you know listener fatigue but i think if we just were out there begging for sponsors has it transitioned yet from you active pursuing actively pursuing them to them now pursuing you yeah, it's it's it, it's been like that for a while, yeah. and now it's now a lot of it's inbound. Um, and David, to his credit, you know, he embraces the automation philosophy for our show, and so he has set up a way for. I have an email template that I can send back to prospective sponsors, people who are interested. That has a link to our prospectus with our 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 slide deck. It has a link so they can go in and see our in inventory. They can see the inventory for all the ads that are available the rest of the year. I think you built that with Airtable, right? Yeah, David? yeah. So we have an Airtable running. And so they pick the they pick the episode they want, and then then I have to send them a second email. I need to automate that part where I get all their billing details, right? Because I can't. I need to get them. And then I and then when they provide the billing details, they also give me the information they want in their ad. And so when you map out your, your um, sessions, is it just by date or do you already have topics planned out like for the full year? We don't have any topics. And that's something sponsors always ask us for. And I'm like, well, unless you can predict the new, if we can predict the news three weeks from now, we wouldn't be doing a podcast. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so, yeah. so we don't have any pre-done topics. So people are, the nice thing is there's always news. When Blake yeah. started, Blake's like, I don't know if we're gonna have news every week or how are we can have five stories. Like there is so much news, it never ends. It just keeps yeah. coming. Um, but but going back to kind of the the process, so people will pick the episodes they want. They fill a form where they give us billing details and they give us the high level what their ads going to be. And then I rewrite their ad copy because what I've discovered most people cannot provide good ad copy. And because I think there's two things you want to a for it to either sound like Blake or myself. Like it's us actually saying it. And then B, and this is a takeaway I got from listening to uh, it's a Lin-Manuel Miranda um, Hamilton guy, like about phrasing and things like this. So, so a lot of times people will paste in what looks good on web copy, but then you start to read it and record it. And you're like, this doesn't it's work. Not you. Doesn't yeah, it doesn't sound it. like you. I, I, uh, our guest next week is Jeff Borshaw. You guys all know, must know Jeff. Yeah. 
And he had a few years back, he had a very serious car accident and he couldn't do anything. His doctor said he had a uh, serious concussion and said, stop doing everything. Well, he had uh, a, a webinar planned for Ceridian. I don't know if you got the Ceridian US, kind of like ADP. Yes. But um, so it was a payroll related thing. And he said, don't worry about it, Brad. Just I'll send you the, the copy and you just read it. And I don't talk like Jeff. So when I started reading it, I was like, this is Jeff talking. He's got a different pace, a different style. I had to rewrite the whole thing to make it sound like I was actually talking about the topic. It was actually more work than I thought. Like you said, if somebody just sends you the copy and says, read it, it's just not going to work. You'll sound robotic and you'll sound, yeah, it's just the way that you say things. And even the words in the order they're in are like tongue twisters sometimes. And you, say, you can read it just fine. Um, Rewind, who sponsors, I had to change the order of like the words backup or QuickBooks backups. Like it just didn't work, you know, and you have to change the order of those words or else you can't, you have to figure out, you have to get a breath in there, right? And then you get tied up with the words. So, so sometimes like restructuring the order of the words so you can get your breath in is almost as important as what the messaging is in a way. Yeah. Yeah, because when you're audio, it really is about how well it flows and how smooth it comes out, right? That's I love those rewind ads. It's a, a good Canadian company, I, I might add. <laughs> yes. Um, well, you know, it's, um, I, I think the thing is that it sound, you make it sound so easy, but exactly, I know exactly how much work goes into that. It's not that easy to just take someone's copy, rewrite it, have the answers queued up. It's a ton of work that you guys put into it. And I personally want to thank you guys for all the work that you guys have put into it and everything that you guys have done for the community on behalf of all the people out there who are thinking the same wow. thing. What an amazing job that you guys have done. Um, and it's pretty cool that we can have an accounting podcast with half a million downloads. Like, did everyone think that people would want to listen to accountants talk about the latest accounting news to the tune of half a million downloads and growing? Well, thank you. There's at least there's <laughs> a half million accountants and bookkeepers out there at least. So that's pretty good. Well, I, I bet you, if I were to ask anyone, David knows the stats on how many accountants and bookkeepers are out there, I bet, yeah. I, I think it's 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 one, one and a half million in North America, I think. It's, it's a huge number. Um, and that's what I kind of say, like, we barely exist. Nobody listens to us. <laughs> in the grand scheme of all the accountants and bookkeepers, we barely exist. We're just scratching the surface. But a yeah. lot of the comments you read when you guys read reviews and you get the voicemails and stuff, it's, it's people calling in saying, Oh, you know, my company listens to you religious. I think you guys had a comment recently that it was like the entire organization was listening to you guys as kind of required listening. You know, the, the firm owner mandates it. Yes. Like that. How cool is that? But Saying, as like a, at a conference room, not I want I, we need everybody to subscribe on their phone individually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That only counts as one download. So. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's how they do it. Okay, we're having a meeting and we're going to sit and listen to the podcast as a team. Is that is that the way they do it? I've had, uh, I, I, I feel like when scale factor went under, I feel like somebody, I don't even know who it was at what firm, they're like, yeah, that episode I made our whole staff come in the room and listen when the scale like, factor. No, that's like the biggest, the worst thing you can do to me. I need those downloads. Come yeah. on. I want to raise the price with my advertisers. <laughs> so, David, you've, you've got a little little side project there. Um, tell us more about that. You're accounting, um, it's kind of accounting podcast network, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so I'm building an accounting podcast network because the best way to get podcast listeners in my theory or my thought is other podcasts. So if I want, if we want to grow the cloud accounting podcast, we need more people listening to more accounting podcasts. And so the theory and the model is we, uh, you know, I will have a network of shows for everybody. If you think about a bell curve, maybe I'll have a show for accounting students that are taking their CPA exam and I'll have maybe a show for firm owners that are looking to sell their firm, right? A full bell curve, maybe something for tax, something for sales tax, right? Full bell curve of shows eventually. And the theory would be just like NPR and other podcast networks, they'll ever a new show gets released and they just shove it in your feed of the other show. And you know, you're listening to two shows 
right? They, they, they promo across each other, right? Because that's the best promos is another podcast. Because you're already in that mind, you're already in the app, yeah. you just, oh, all right, I'll go subscribe to that podcast now. You just shoved it in my feed. And in theory, that's a way to grow the podcast. So it's very, very young. Very, very, I mean, I've been, I've had the domain for like three years, something I've always wanted to do. It's just, I hired an intern this summer and things are actually getting done, finally. Because you <laughs> well, can't do stuff one hour a week. You've yeah. got, you got Amanda Aguiard, who's a, a big name in, in, in our space. And she's got her show. But the one that um, is, it might, our listeners might be interested in, we got uh, these two Zapier geeks. Um, you might know uh, Heather Satterley and Brian Clare are doing a podcast together. And uh, yeah, they're doing some some interesting things. So who else who else do you got lined up? Well, I'm gonna have Blake. I'm helping Blake build a podcast. Uh, Blake Blake has a little side hustle. Blake Oliver show to that number two. Yeah, Blake, yeah. Blake Oliver show number Will two. You just be the <laughs> You know, there's a reason I'm not a professional musician anymore, Andrew. <laughs> I don't. Uh, not enough people wanted to listen to that. So no. I mean, we get. An, an amazing amount of people that ask to be interviewed and we just can't do it. It's just, we, we, we can't fit them all in. It's impossible. And there's a lot, and then we even get people like, Hey, we'll pay you to interview our CEO or our founder. And we just don't have the bandwidth for our show to do this. Like Brad says, like he feels like he's hanging out with me and Blake. Yeah. Right? So if we bring yeah. somebody else in, we have to, well, we're, we're, the, when you guys had Liz Mason a few weeks yeah. ago, that was awesome because she's Liz Mason and that was yeah. like the Arizona show. And so that was a you know a special treat to have Liz because I know Andrew, you've had her on before I, I, I started with the show and that was one of my favorite episodes ever. She's just a natural and she's such an inspiration. It's yeah. not, you know, she's done all these cool things. So I, I can see how bringing in a special guest once in a while is very attractive but if, if you were to do it every week, it kind of crowds you guys out. And I think that's, you guys are the brand. And not everybody lives, right? You get some duds here, those types of things. But this gives, you know, Blake arguably is a better interviewer. It gives him an opportunity to interview people that want to be interviewed. I'm also uh, set up a, another show that's going to be just an experimental uh, podcast where I'm going to do all the, I can't experiment with the Cloud Accounting podcast anymore. We really right. can't. It's too dangerous. Yeah. Once you have sponsors, you don't. You can't really experiment. Yeah. So, well, you so got a good makes, formula. You don't want to mess with it. Yeah. So, so I, so I'm. This podcast won't even be on Apple on Apple or Google. It's going to be 100 percent kind of really building off of like there's a a lot of podcast 2.0 movement going on right now, and so I might figure out a way to do payments embedded within the podcast so people can listen to their player and pay per minute of listening. Or they could maybe Blake and I say something genius, and they could instantly boost us and send money. Um, so it's those types of experiments. So there's an experimental one, and I'm speaking to some other folks. Um, some are some are apps. Some other folks were talking about taking out their podcasts. So there might be some existing podcasts I try to bring in. Uh, maybe well, Friday Night Lights. We could have a talk yeah. once. Yeah. How do we get so, in there? <laughs> so what's that? What's the website? I I forget uh, off the top of my head. Super easy. Accountingpodcastnetwork.com. There you go, everyone. Countingpodcastnetwork.com. Sign up. Check it out. Sounds very, so, very cool. So you mentioned that that, that is it's designed to sort of promote the cloud accounting podcast as well. I mean, it's it's all of it. It, right? it feeds it just naturally, I guess. Yeah. It's people know who you are. Blake's gonna have his own show. Are you gonna have your own show, David? No. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it'd be entertaining. You used to be so entertaining at the Actually, show. Actually, there is one we show I'm something. kicking around the idea of doing. I just need to figure out the right co-host. Is this is one it? of those things that we'll hear about in the after show, but we can't talk about now? Yeah, I, I, won't, I, I won't mention it out here. Because okay, it's also like, the, the other thing I think with podcasts, you just like everything else, right? If you can figure out a niche that you can make money at, right? You want to do that podcast. Like, yeah. I love the Buffalo Bills, but why do I do a podcast on that? I can't make any money. Yes. But, but, I, but I do know a podcast I could, I, that I think I can make money at. I just, you, yeah, I'm not going to talk about it yet. Do you think it's important for people to need to make money out of a podcast? Is that something that you think should be part of the agenda? It, it depends on why you're doing Question. it, right? If you're, if you're trying to do it as a business, because this is, you know, hey, one day I'm going to retire and I'll just run this little network on the side and that's it. Yeah, but a lot of people, like firms, 
if if your whole purpose of having a podcast and some niche hairdressing podcast or whatever is because you get two new clients a month because of it, it's not about how many listeners you have. It's about you just getting market share. Right. Um, some people use it to create content, right? Blake talks about this. You record one podcast on some topic and slice it into a blog post and slice it into a newsletter. Yeah, yeah because for me, it, I, I've gotten beyond trying to monetize it. I think there was a period of time where I was worried about, you know, is there going to be a way we can monetize this? And to me, the value that I've gotten out of this is just being able to talk and hang with people and you know just like this is this is like this is literally my idea of cool and that just tells you a little bit about myself it's like i would i enjoy having friday nights to hang out with people from our community have interesting conversations probably have one too many beers in the after show and start talking about you know we'll we'll deep dive into who knows what after the after show but it's to me it's just interesting and i that's the value that I drive out of this is the is the conversations that I have with the people from our community because you guys know how much we love conferences and how we how much we love hanging out with people, and this is certainly through COVID really filled that void mm-hmm. of emptiness and loneliness, not being able to go out and see people, and and for me that that's been the value, and you know. So I haven't really cared about monetizing. I haven't cared about the fact that indirectly, this is the community who do listen to this. The, the five people who are listening are accountants and bookkeepers who are never going to buy my accounting and bookkeeping services that I provide. And I don't happen to sell any accounting or any services and coaching or mentoring or anything like that to accountants. And, and there was a period of time where I was like, I really felt like that had to be on my agenda. Um, and for me, it's it's not anymore. And, and I think when I sort of released that, is when I started enjoying it a lot more and when it became less of a less work and more fun. And part of the reason why we do it in the format we do it is because it takes zero prep for me. Well, I, I wouldn't say zero. So what I will deep dive on your social media and I will social stalk you. And and David told you, you Jessica. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I warned Jessica that he's gonna because yeah. uh because I didn't think you were joining us. Uh but of course Blake's I mean and and then I do that also because it gives me a chance to be like, hey, what's what's Blake been up to? So I get to see, you know, that Blake's been going out to restaurants in LA and that, you know, his son had a little <laughs> bit of an accident in the, in the, in the table and broke and he's got a new mural and um, and I, I sort of totally social stalk and, and then hang out with, with, with who are effectively my friends and build these relationships and these bonds that were people I might've known a little bit or had, you know, I'd heard of, but build those relationships so that when we, when I see them next at the conference, they're the type of people that I'm going to be sitting, having a beer with and having great conversations. So to me, I've monetized it in a way that adds way more value than anything a sponsor could ever, ever give to me. Um, it is kind of qualitative. Yeah, I know what you're saying, Andrew. It's, it is something to look forward to. It's a, it's a social situation. It's an opportunity to hang out with friends. And the, the thing I really enjoy it, uh, we had Chris from uh, Lysio on what six weeks ago or so. We didn't talk about Lysio. We didn't talk about apps. What did we talk about? Sleep. Yeah. Seriously, we talked about the value of sleep and and you know self care and and stress management. And it was one of my favorite episodes because you know it's like yeah we know Chris is a smart guy. He's done all these cool things, but he he was interested in he sold us on a gadget. Remember that? I don't even yep. remember what the guy is that magic ring. The ring. Right? Yeah, he was talking to me about this thing too. Yeah, <laughs> he must have stocked in that company. <laughs> yeah, that might be it. But it was it was fun because we got to see Chris the individual, you know, and and you get to see the people behind these these cool things. And to me, Aura that's called that the Aura Ring. There so, you go. So, when Aura. are you two going to take on a sponsorship from Noom? I mean, it, it, it's interesting, right? Because I'm sure Noom could advertise to anybody, but yeah. we know this. You could provide them statistics of accounts and bookkeepers who are probably not in the best shape. What was that stat from the CPA Practice Advisor Reader's Choice Awards, David? When oh. when the, they did a, a bonus question in the survey that said, you know, "What's your favorite way to like get exercise during busy season?" And it's like thirty percent said like exercise. Huh. What is that? What is that? <laughs> it's like, huh. So you can, got the you, walking can, thing you can approach on. Noom and say, hey, I got a captive audience. 
of accountants and bookkeepers that are not in the best shape. My partner and I have done this. Look at our bodies. We've changed this because of Noom. And we want to bring Noom to all the accountants and bookkeepers. And you could have Friday Night Lights, Friday Night Live, sorry, presented by Noom. You totally can do that. There you go. We've had a few yeah. health health that epi- we we sort of um, uh, revert to the to the to the weight loss talk and the and the um, the quality of life thing more than once on the show. Sometimes you wonder what the topic is, but um, do I need I've to get actually, that deal done for you? Do I need to? Do I, need to I, I sometimes something? I dangle it out there because Newman is very active socially. Done. You can you can take a commission on that deal. <laughs> yeah, but Noom is very active on the social front, so I'm always tagging them, trying to say, "Hey, look, I'm the one. I'm the one. Um, come on, get me into some of your advertising because I'd love to do that." Uh, you've seen their ads where they have actual customers on there, and I keep trying to get them interested by mentioning them, name dropping them all the time. So maybe I do need David to help. Yeah, we, we definitely need your help. And I think that we, we need to, I think this is a whole new venue for you, David, is, is to be the person who, who takes like almost like the agent for podcasts and you take 20% off the top. I will help you find sponsors. I will find you, help you connect you to the right sponsors. Tell you, I will help you massage your pitches for what to say to your sponsors. And all I want is 20% off the top yeah, recurring. Yeah. Yeah, but that's 80%. You know, that 80% is revenue we wouldn't have anyway. So I think that's a win-win. Yeah, you can easily go. go to 30. <laughs> oh, okay, Andrew, we must well just say, you, you take it all. We'll just, we'll just yeah. show up. Just, for, just so that we can... Yeah, we're really good negotiators, aren't we? You'll, you'll get a shirt here and there, don't worry. <laughs> well, I was I'll telling... Give your own podcast. I'll give you an F&L podcast. Well, I was telling Tanya Hiltz, uh, during her her webcast this afternoon, I said I've stopped working for Swag because you know with the 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 weight loss journey, I have so many shirts that are too big for me, and I don't know what to do with them. You can't really donate them. No one wants branded merchandise. You know what I like? I don't is feel I right about throwing it out. Swag that I took that was the wrong size before. <laughs> so well, that's I true. For years, there's no more T-sheets. T-sheets don't even exist anymore. You can't get this shirt anymore. When I got it, it did not fit. <laughs> well, That's that a collector's a, item right there. Yeah. Receipt Bank sent me a whole bunch of shirts once. Joe Diamaka sent them. Um, the Canadian used to be with uh, Dex up here in Canada. Receipt Bank then. Yeah, the and receipt he said, bank like, T-sheets are, are the ones you want because you can. You'll yeah, never. Well, they were nice shirts, but you know, I was a. Fa- you know, right out of uh, Austin Powers here. I was a fat bastard. I was an XL pushing double XL. And he sent me like a m- couple of mediums. I'm like, dude, if, if you looked at me, like <laughs> these things are not going to fit over my arm, you know? And uh, yeah, now I, now they fit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that, that was a bonus, but I just made me realize that I get too much swag and yeah, I might've worn it at, at a time, but then when you don't need it anymore, it's like, man, that's a waste. So I'm no I, I longer getting shirts. I love them. Yeah. Maybe we should have a little at one of the conferences where we do a shirt swap. Everybody brings all the shirts they don't wear anymore and we'll like trade them. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. But one of the things I do want to know about, speaking of um, swag and sponsors and companies, um, we talked about the podcast a lot, but what's what's new with, with Melio and Giraffe? I want to hear what's going on there. I want to hear what conferences you guys are going to be going to. I know things are starting to open up. Uh, I think we're all going to, with Brad, hopefully we'll be there too. I think you guys are going to be at Scaling New Heights is, is one where the three of us will be at for sure. What other ones are you guys going to be doing now that the world is opening up? So I just did bookkeepers.com two weeks ago, three weeks ago. What that was, was the shortcut for that? It was like BNX or something? BKX. BKX. Yeah, never never heard of that before. Is that a, a new? It's uh, uh, Ben Robinson who runs bookkeepers.com. And then they also run the Digital Bookkeepers Association. Or it's like a certification for digital bookkeepers. It's only bookkeepers. But it was really refreshing. Um, it's a smart conference, about 200 people. And they're all cloud. Everybody digital, builds their firm Digital bookkeeping conference. That is that's awesome. Focus yeah. entirely on that. And then it's about them getting certified, but not just becoming a digital bookkeeper. He's actually working on them building their business. But it's interesting because a lot of them only have two or three clients because one of the part, one of the principles is they're going through these courses is to build your processes first, then go get clients second. 
Right. Because if you if you go out of the gate and you get 15 clients, you'll never you build your processes. Process, you're fucked. Yeah. Pardon my language. But and yeah. so they're really trying to teach people to build a proper bookkeeping practice. So did That's that. And then change from what you hear from most of these coaches out there. Like you hear a lot of, I'm going to get you 300 clients in your first year. All you have to do is pay me $5,000 a month and I'll, I'll grow your business for you. Right. Lots of promises. I, that's a refreshing approach. You know, it's someone who knows their, their shit when they're saying, Hey, I, I don't want you going out there and selling until you perfected your craft, which is a refreshing change. So, and, and, and I've talked to some accountants, uh, bookkeepers that came through that course and they're legit when they're done with it. It's, it's a legit course. And then we do accounting salon next week, right? Blake, is it? We're both there. Yeah, we're there. Uh, Follow- in, in two weeks. Accounting two weeks. salon is in two weeks. That's Followed in New Orleans. By- back to New Orleans then. Yes. yes. Nice. In the That's heat and the humidity. And then the week after that is AICPA Engage. Yeah, and oh, that's man, all that's I'm, on I'm my calendar for uh for this year at this point. I think maybe digital CPA in the uh, later in the year. That's like in December. I think they're doing that in person, but you know, so much is still canceled. Yeah. Well, yeah, Intuit like- has not been planned. What about the Zero World, Blake? You're more in tune with the Zero World. Do they have anything going on? Any Zero Cons or anything like that? No ZeroCon virtual or in person this year. So they're following like into it. They're just I saying, don't know. Well, into it. it's virtual at least, right? How do you not do a virtual? I don't. Also, because virtual no conferences virtual. Virtual suck. suck. Can we just all agree suck. that they suck? Well, they're I got horrible. Admit, they're the horrible. Canadian, the last Canadian one was actually a lot of fun. They, we had the dance party at the end, and I thought, how how weird is that going to be? It was actually fun. I, I hosted admit. a dance party. Andrew hosted a dance party. I had to get my D. De- that's why I got the DJ headphones, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually good. But then again, the lady who handles that, Rachel Clark, she runs the events for, for Into It Canada. She's, she sends boxes of stuff. It's not of swag and treats and gifts. Um, the one year they actually sent, um, like skip the dishes, which is like DoorDash, DoorDash cards that showed up right around lunch or not cards. An email showed up just before lunch saying lunch is on us today. And it was a really nice touch because they got yeah. to hang out and order food. If you want it, it was, it was a nice touch. Yeah. That's, and- that's what she does. I don't think they do that in the U S. What they did for this Canadian one, which was uh, a refreshing change is they had breakout rooms. Um, So we had, we had breakout rooms that we started the day off with breakout rooms where we had a much smaller group of people where it was more like the smaller sort of like small zoom rooms that you would go to with a a couple of the sort of podcasts or Facebook live type of communities that you see, because we all know like when it's too big a group, it's unmanageable. Like once you start to get 30, 40, 50, 60 people, you can't really have a conversation, but they had enough small little breakout rooms that you could have some interesting conversations and people could move around from the breakout rooms. So it was the closest thing. I think like, you're right. It's still nowhere near an in-person conference. And, and definitely, you know, we also know that when you have mm-hmm. a conference that's virtual, everyone's still working while they do their conference, right? Like you're, you're on three different screens doing three different things, half paying attention. Um, oh, wait, what was that? Or maybe I should, I'll go back and watch that later in a couple of days. Um, so it, it felt a little bit more engaging. They did a lot of things where they had a, a meet and greet, like, you know how like at, at QB Connect, you get to meet the celebrity speakers and stuff like that. So they did a virtual meet and greet. So they really tried to replicate a lot of what they did in person into this virtual world. Now, was it as good as an in-person event? No. Was it better than any other virtual conference I've been to? Definitively in my books, it was. It was and definitely on the above average because it, it really had a flow to it. And it was a which, fun day. Which conference was this? It was QuickBooks Connect Canada. Oh, okay. They had 10,000 signups. That was, that's the thing is what they had is, QB Connect Canada has never had 10,000 attendees. No, they get 2,000 people attendees tops. 
So they had right. five times the number of people. You know their cost for production production was substantially lower. So to be able to reach that many more people, which is really their objective as as the sponsor, right? Like they subsidize the crap out of these conferences, David. You would probably know better than any of us to really get their product in front of more people, right? So you've got to realize that these virtual conferences from an ROI perspective are probably not going away, right? And there is probably a new world in which both coexist. I, I mean, I think the big companies running their own virtual could possibly be okay. But a lot of independent conferences trying to be virtual and asking sponsors like Giraffe or Melio and others to sponsor, that's probably dead. They, yeah, they, it is, there is zero value to sponsor these conferences. It's bad. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay supporting like a state a CPA society, and like, here, here's our logo, here's a URL, here you go. But a lot of these conferences, they want you to set up some custom booth. It takes you two hours to set it up, three hours. It's all proprietary. You have to save your logo in a certain size and a certain shape. And you upload all this stuff to have literally one, to get one email address, one visitor to your virtual booth because people don't visit the virtual booths. No, they like, so there's just, don't. it's, I could see the big companies wanting to do it. But at the same time, the community is a lot stronger when people are face-to-face. -face. And ultimately, that's just they're building. A ZeroCon's building a community around Zero. QuickBooks Connect's building a community around, connecting, right? About around QuickBooks. It's not about selling <laughs> QuickBooks to these people. They all, they all use QuickBooks. It's about making a community so people never want to leave your community, ultimately. Yeah, yeah. But it definitely builds the loyalty to the brand because you, know, you make that connection between the product and the people that use the product and the and the support you get with it because that's really what is what has benefited me is when I went to connect the first time in 2015 I was using everything and I wasn't focused and it was really hurting my business and by going to the conference drinking all the Kool-Aid coming back you know super excited about the product helped me narrow down my niche and it improved my business as a result without even realizing it. And it was like two weeks before I went to San Jose, uh, I had a friend here in town. She's a really respected marketer. And she said, Hey, let's have a beer. And she gave me free advice over those beers. It was amazing. And she just said, Brad, I got to ask the question. What is it that you're doing exactly? <laughs> I don't understand your business. And, and what's your niece, what's your passion? And I was like, I don't know, help me out here. And she said, no, you, you'll know when you find it. And it two weeks later, I was in San Jose wow. and there it was, the light went off, right? And, and that helped me. Now, not everyone goes exclusive, but a lot of people do. And it really helped focus me on just being exclusive. It doesn't mean the other products are bad. It just meant, hey, I get to focus in on this, tighten the message. You go to the conference, you hear the messaging going on and you repeat that messaging. You know, think of how many times we hear you know, the trusted advisor, as much as I hate that terminology now, or, you know, value pricing, all these things that you learn, we, we, we just repeat that, we repeat that, and it becomes kind of the norm for the industry. And that's how people learn. And so, that, that's been the fun part of it. I'd love to get Andrew and Blake's take on this, because like, you went to an in-person conference, and it was life-changing. And I suspect that you're not going to see that on the and a virtual. It's just not going to be life-changing. I had the same thing. I remember going, so I had this app, View My Paycheck, that won a Sleater Award for the awesome add-on. Sleater, this is uh, for my boys now 14. He's turning 14. I don't think he was born. So this is like 2009, 2008, 2009 timeframe. I remember going to the first Sleater Con, and I already worked at Intuit for a good, solid six, seven, eight, nine years, right? And I remember going to the first the Doug Slater SlaterCon conference and, you know, there's 700 people in the room and the whole thing's about QuickBooks. And I was like, wow, like there's something really special going on here, right? It, 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 but you, I don't think you can get that from, like that, that, that life changing, from that point forward, I was like, I'm all in, right? Like that life changing experience, I think you get from an in-person conference. So, I mean, for you, Andrew, first conference, or you, Blake, if you ever went to the first ZeroCon, like, what was those, those first conference ex in-person experiences like? Yeah, I, I mean, very similar. I think it just, I remember, I don't remember the specifics of it. Well, no, I remember the first ZeroCon in the U.S. was like 100 people in a, 
warehouse in San Francisco. And I, I remember feeling like I'd found my tribe. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. the the feeling you feel is is you these are it. people who have a similar. We're doing the same thing. We're doing similar things. We have a similar outlook, and uh, we're counter countercultural in some ways, right? We're against the establishment. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I like that. And that yeah. was uh, and then it was fun because every year you see it grow. You see it grow. New people join. And yeah. now Isn't it's it great thousands. the newbies when they come out and, and they see what you saw when you first went and you see their eyes light up yeah. and they get excited the way th that's my favorite part is when we bring new people into the community and they come away like I did. Like, I'll never forget when I came back in 2015 and I came home and my wife, she said to me, she goes, what the hell has happened to you? You know, and I said, what do you mean? She goes, you haven't stopped talking about this conference for about three or four days. I've never seen you this animated about any one thing in, in, in your, the, as long as I've known you, we'd been together, you know, 15 years. And it was interesting that she said that. Then I noticed it, that it was just on my mind. It was just a part of me all of a sudden I kept going. And then we did this and then we did that. And then I saw this and I met this guy who does that. And she looks totally bored, you know, and you <laughs> well, had to be is, there it, to really, it, 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 it's, and it's funny, like to, you know, from the perspective of a non-accountant to, to see your accountant spouse, like come back from event and accounting conference and be all inspired and, and like, it's life changing. It's, it's ridiculous. Right. When you think about it from their perspective, but it really is because suddenly this thing that we were just doing for money, because people wanted us to like, that's how I felt anyway, I was doing data entry for money. It was good money. And I liked it because of that. And then I come back, I go to the conference and I find out, okay, not only is this something that I can do for good money, but I can change like the way that this profession is operating. And I can build a really cool, awesome, profitable business that makes business owners lives better. And I'm all excited about that, right? Being an entrepreneur now. And um, so yeah, then you think about it that way, then it's really kind of amazing, right? I went from being just a guy doing data entry to a guy who had a vision for a, a business and then started yeah. and building it. And yeah. Yeah. That's fun. We'll go a bit long so I could share, share the story because I know we're, we're running a little, a little long, but if you guys can bear with me. Uh, it's a special, special guest. That's it. We have twice as many guests so we can go. Over. But uh, I do. I remember my very first conference, which was obviously, uh, it was QB connect, maybe not obviously, but it was QB connect. Um, and it was absolutely life-changing. At the time, I was in a very sort of precarious place. I just left my father's firm because I was battling with him about sort of the old way versus the new way. And oh, I remember those battles. Andrew and I would be doing our late night thing together, and Andrew would be all stressed out about work. And yeah. the boss, the boss's dad. You know, I, I was afraid of his dad for, I think, the first year or something. <laughs> like, who is this guy? And I love George. He's one of my favorite people. But yeah. at the time, it, it, Andrew was in a, in, in, a, in a darker place because it was really hard. The family dynamic, the business, trying to get in the direction he knew he had to go. And his father was more old school about it. And yeah, it was transformational because, you know, my last conference was QuickBooks Connect in Toronto. And George came to the conference with us he hung out with us he went to breakouts with us we hung out with him at night i stayed in his office in his little apartment there i mean talk about transformational not only did andrew transform but his father did and my right? father has transformed too but at the time the context was my father was literally sitting there saying, I've forgotten more than you'll ever know. I thought that there was this brighter, better way and I could see it, but I wasn't sure, right? I was just literally going off on my own, starting my practice for the first time, getting my first few clients. I believed wholeheartedly in the vision, but I was like, I think I can, 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 right? I felt like Th Thomas the trainer, who, who's the trainer who can do that, but whatever. Um, and, and I landed this conference where all of a sudden, I wasn't the only one who was thinking this way. Yeah. And there was like, for me, it was a much bigger conference, QB Connect. It wasn't 100 people. It was, um, you know, a couple thousand 5, people. 5,000, yeah. And, and not only that, they had sat me with 
the top 100 people in the accounting world who were thinking this way, just like me, and had these amazing conversations and sitting on the bus with Clayton Oates, just like my mind blown about these guys who were like, yeah, we've been doing this for years and like it's really successful. And like, these are some tips and like sharing wow. the inside uh, tips into how they run their business, opening the kimono, being willing to share, being open, helping each other, supporting each other, giving pearls of wisdom that I was not hearing anywhere else where I was used to the closed book community of the old school accountants who were like, I'm not telling you anything about how I run my business. You figure it out for yourself. Whereas everyone in, in QB Connect was like, yeah, sure, I'll give you advice. What do you need to know? What are you, what are you trying to figure out? By the way, here's some great sessions. You know, Go check out this speaker. Go check out that speaker. She's really funny. He's an awesome speaker. You know, these are, and, and it was just literally game changing. And I walked away from that. My business started to grow and thrive. I started to get these amazing opportunities. And my dad definitely started drinking the Kool-Aid. You know, a big part of that was because of the success I was seeing because of the help and the support that I was getting from the community. And you're absolutely right, David, that you cannot recreate that in a virtual environment. Yes. Because what drove that was not any one speaker or session I went to. It was the one-on-one -on -one conversations. It was the friendships. It was the bonds. It was the support that I felt. And I Late think the night at the Fairmont didn't hurt. Late nights at the Fairmont didn't hurt. <laughs> And I think what we will hopefully see out of this evolution of what COVID has taught us is I think that like recertification, like, you know, like in QB Connect, they have like the whole certification channel, pull that right the fuck out of QB Connect. There's no need for it to be there. We can do yeah. that virtually. I can get all exactly. my hardcore QB Connect training and I want to see conferences where it's a much slower pace. So there's gaps in between sessions. So you've got a half an hour between sessions. So you can sit in the hallway and have a conversation and things that are more experiential or experiential. So it's, it's about like, how do we create these conversations? How do we create these little pods where people can have conversations? How do we connect people when they're walking down the hallway and create those bonds with people who we know in our community are usually a little bit shy, usually a little bit intimidated and uh thank you um my sister's just coming in to say hi um and drop off a little gift um, and this is i think irreplaceable and i think if we say okay the conferences are going to be reserved for that bonding and that connecting and that building of community and the virtual conferences are for recertification deep dive into the product you need to learn a specific like how do i do this how do i value price like i don't think that the conferences need to be about like how do i it's about how do i inspire people how do i connect people and get focused on that and that's sort of my my two cents but i'll, I'll let david and, and blake close us out with any last two thoughts as i know we've we've already run like eight minutes long here but David, I'd, I want to hear you hear you and Blake close us out if you would. And Andrew never go, runs late, so this is this. You guys are a big deal because we never go late. Thanks for having us. I know, like even before when um, Hector was doing this, like if he asked me a zillion every Friday, Hector would send me a text. Can you join this? Can you join this? Can you join? I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. So finally, I was able to make it happen, and uh, appreciate you guys inviting me. Well, and I appreciate wow. it and dinner for us. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, it's so great to, to to be able to do this with you guys. And I know I spoke with both of you guys individually recently. You know, thanks for all you do for the community. It's it's huge. Um, you provide a real valuable service. I, I you mentioned earlier, David, that it's those people that reach out that you don't even know that are the ones that really mean a lot because you're touching people you don't even realize, and and that's a, a very big big deal um and yeah we appreciate it so next week i mentioned we have um uh jeff borshua is going to be on with us jeff's always a wealth of information on a lot of things and the funny thing about jeff is i tried to get him on the show for the longest time and he said oh it's too late <laughs> on a <laughs> friday night now he's almost begging me to do it because he says you guys are having too much fun so jeff will be our guest but uh i guess we'll we'll get to the after show i've already put the link in the comments so if you want to pop in, hopefully the, the boys will come hang out for a little bit with us. And uh, yeah, thanks for, thanks for being here, you guys. It's, it's great to see you. And I can't wait to see you again in person. Thank yeah. you. Thanks guys. So see you all next week. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.